0: You you're gonna be on a desert island, and you can only have one of two things. Oh no! Sunscreen or David Hasselhoff. Where where are you going? Why did I lose you? <laughs> Welcome, everyone, children of all ages, to another episode of your favorite podcast, Gear Related, A Peek Under the Hood of the Automotive Repair Industry. We are your hosts, Ben, and Daisy Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff, and me,
1: <laughs> I'm a children of all ages. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, why um, can't we just... From the get go. Okay, no, I'm
0: putting my podcast face on.
1: There. Nobody wants to see that. It's on. Which is why we're on a podcast. Yeah. The TV. Face for radio.
0: (laughs) 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 And I lost her again. (laughs) Okay, so before we get into our topic for the day, we have an update. Oh, do tell. So last episode, we were talking about some uh, problems with the Chevy bolts, right?
1: Oh yes.
0: And our the friend bothersome bolts. <laughs> yeah, uh, our friend Scott was going to keep us informed. Well, he's got news about his little buyback process.
1: Oh, this doesn't sound good.
0: Well, let me just um, let me just read to you the response that he got from Chevrolet in regards to his buyback. Oh! With the final fix for the recall on your vehicle being available since May 26th, the request for repurchase has been denied. Chevrolet reviews each customer's concern on an individual basis. All the facts in your situation were carefully considered, and we have determined that the decision is appropriate given the details
1: of your case. Blah, 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 blah. He well, wait a second. It's nothing. So... Am I right in that the final fix was that like software thing where it looked for the problem cells, and then monitored it, and yet the fires continue to happen?
0: Right, that's the issue here. Is they're <laughs> saying it's a final fix, but it's not a final fix because, because as we talked about, according to the NHTSA that released their statement on July fourteenth, that there's still a problem. And I and I t- I told Skye's like, did you tell them that? you know according to the 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 traffic and safety administration they say that it's not fixed and are telling us to and and then <laughs> at the end of this conversation gm informed scott that oh yeah please park your car away from structures after charging and do oh. not leave it charging overnight so they're admitting there's a problem okay so that's that's the buyback update on that the other update we have is last week
1: Last week was a heavy week.
0: Yeah, GM issued another recall for the bolts.
1: <laughs> so does Scott like have to start all over again?
0: Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't have to start over with the buyback process. That's final. But he is going to have to get his car uh, recalled again or fixed again. They almost fixed again. it again. So here's Wait, what's the
1: recall? Uh,
0: I'll, I'll give that to you. Ready? Oh, good. Um, GM. General Motors and LG and, and LG Chem—that's the company the that, ma- bad battery yeah, boys. that makes the, the batteries—link the fires to two manufacturing defects that, on rare occasions, can be present in cells in the Bolt's battery pack.
1: With their powers combined,
0: <laughs> the automaker said in a statement, and GM plans to replace battery modules that have defective cells.
1: Okay, how are they going to know this?
0: Until replacement modules are available, because. They're not yet.
1: Please to continue parking away. The companies have
0: advised owners to avoid parking the cars in garages or near buildings, and to avoid fully charging the battery packs. So guess what? All the cars have to go back into what hilltop mode? Hilltop. Oh my gosh. So as part of this recall, GM will replace defective battery modules in the recall population and they will notify customers when replacement parts are ready. So there you have it.
1: So so <laughs> I still I'm having a a little bit of a hard time believing that oh you're going to put a new battery in by the same people and this problem's not going to happen. Mm, well, and I don't my
0: know. and my question is um how are they like? How are they going to test for the bad cells? If, they, if they've ar- if they've already failed at the diagnosing d- the, with the diagnostic equipment that they already have?
1: Oh, easy. Yeah. They're going to get a psychic. I don't know a psychic. But there's your update. seance your bolt. They almost fixed it. That's great.
0: Um, what shall we or what do we have planned to talk about today? That's what I'm most interested in hearing. You've That's what you're
1: most interested in <laughs> yeah, hearing? Because
0: I, I mean, I have I have some notion of what we're going to be talking about. You're
1: stuck with it no matter what. I don't care if you're interested or not. Oh, No, it's interesting. I think it's interesting. I think it's super cool. So I was thinking about, um, obviously, we brainstorm podcasting ideas. By the way, guys, if you have anything, just, you know, jot it on, put on a little piece of paper, slide it slyly across the table or the internet to us.
0: I'd recommend sliding it across the internet and probably get to it's us easier. faster. <laughs> it's easier.
1: Um, <clears throat> but I was thinking about like cars that can do, like do more than what we normally think of cars doing, like driving us from A to B.
0: Okay, so you're talking about um, not your average consumer
1: car. Right. And so that, of course, took me to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to talk about cars on the moon.
0: We, wait, we, do we have, like, you're talking about when we get cars on the moon?
1: I'm talking about motorized vehicles that have already been to the moon. Oh, so these are cars that are actually... I mean, you can call them cars. They're, Yeah. They're rovers. They're vehicles. Yeah, they have wheels. They have gears. Related. There you go. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I thought that was cool. Aliens will not be discussed. Probably. But anyway, so, you know, we started to land on the moon. We, I say, humans. Um, And the space programs were like, uh (laughs) uh-oh, Our poor astronauts need it, need some help out there. Like, you can't just walk around and carry everything you need. It'd be really great to have a vehicle to help out with, you know, being able to explore further from the base sure. and carry the stuff that you need and I mean, also carry stuff back, right. you
0: know? And how else are they supposed to find the Starbucks? Right. It's very difficult. Starbucks. You
1: don't have to push it, buddy. <laughs> you can just... <laughs> you gotta learn to just drop it and leave it, and it either
0: That's okay. I'm sure this will blooms. all be edited out.
1: <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, so far, as of this recording, seven lunar rovers have been launched. Seven? Pretty cool. And this was all starting in, like, the 1970s. Okay. And six of them are still on the moon. were
0: They just left them <gasps> there? What? They run out of gas?
1: Well, what, how else are you supposed to get them back? We do not have teleportation. I don't know. I
0: always thought the moon is like a carry-in, carry-out kind of
1: park. <laughs> it, it really, really <laughs> should be, but it is not. Um, it, what's kind of cool is that NASA launched this uh, program. It's the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter that got launched on June 18th in 2009. And this thing is orbiting the moon over and over and over again. And it's basically um, it made a really super detailed map. And that program is sending back all this information, which identifies safe landing sites and potential resources and, uh, kind of looks at like, where's their radiation and what's that like? And kind of just playing around. Find with stuff. the roads. I gotcha. And so during its mission, it's found them all, all the rovers. So shall we let us look deeper? Um, I got a lot of this information from an article by Phil Berg, uh, March 12th, 2012, and that was in Popular Mechanics. And then another Thanks, one. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, Phil. And then another one on, on motorone.com um, by Fabio Gemelli on July 20th, 2019. And then, of course, the wikis of Fabio, course. Phil, and wikis. So, sorry, America, we did not win the Lunar Rover space race. Uh, so wah, wah. November 1970, the uh, Soviet, the Soviet space crash, the, the Luna 17 landed on the moon and deployed their lunar rover, which was called, I'm not going to say this right, but it's the Lunacod 1. Lunacod 1. One. This thing was seven feet long, five feet tall, remote controlled. And it uses, like, electronically powered wheels. It was carrying all this equipment to, you know, figure out what was going on. Had video cameras, cosmic ray detectors. Wait,
0: so you can't actually sit in this thing and drive it around? No,
1: it would just, um, this, so it basically was remote controlled from Earth. Oh, okay. And they collected samples. They looked at the surface, sent photos back. It was all powered by solar cells. And it's kind of cool because during the lo- lunar daytime, which is like 13 Earth days, that's the, the daytime thing, it charged. And then <laughs> the lunar night was like super long. I did not write down how long, but I wrote down how cold. <laughs> Minus 240 degrees Fahrenheit. Ooh. Can you that's, imagine? That's rough on a. That's chilly. Yeah. So they thought, okay, so this is pretty cool. Um, we can do about three spells of, or yeah, of lunar daytime, um, like 48 Earth days of operational time, and then it's gonna die. <laughs> but it lasted like four times as long. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, it went around 6.2 miles during that time. Um, and then when it finally lost touch, it had already done uh, like hundreds of tests and thousands of photos. And, um, but when it, when it kind of lost touch, it wandered into an area that we couldn't see it anywhere on the earth. Like so the, the none, of the of the none of the telescopes, none of the satellites at that time could see it. So um, its final location was a complete mystery until that LRO that, uh, can you remember what it stands for? Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter. That thing found it Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, in March in 2009. So they they lost contact
0: with this thing for over 40 years and no idea where it was. No idea. It's
1: just sad, orphaned on the moon. (laughs) So then NASA throws its hat in. And so they started making these lunar roving vehicles. And there's a whole bunch of them. So, um... These things are about 460 pounds, which is super interesting to me. How much is like my Camry? How much does that weigh, do you think? Oh, your Camry is probably closer to like 2,000 pounds. I know. It's so little. It's so light. Um, But it's designed to hold a payload of 1,080 pounds, so like double its weight. Well, if you think of, oh, well, that's like the happy little ant, isn't it? But if
0: you think about it, you're also in space too, so that weight actually is not as heavy. As it would be right. on earth.
1: Right. Yeah. So, so the frame's 10 feet long. Um, height was about three and a half feet tall. And it was the frames made of an aluminum, aluminum, aluminum alloy tubing. And they were welded. And there was like a three-part chassis. It was hinged in the center so it could be folded up and hung in the bay. Nice. That would be really fun. It had these four wheels to go around on the on the moon surface, but it's not obviously tires. So they did this like metallic mesh with aluminum wires. And then they had little small titanium blocks like in little chevron or V shapes, so that it could be tread. And it worked really, really well because the, the powder is super fine. And so, um, but a lot of the astronauts com- kind of complained about it because it didn't absorb impacts very well. So <laughs> Man, the ride in this thing's terrible. They had to be like, su- like super, like strapped in, so they didn't fly out. <laughs> Let's go um, take it to the moon station, get an alignment. <laughs> yeah. So the power for these things, they had two thirty-six volt um, non-rechargeable batteries. And they could go about 57 miles with those batteries, so they could switch them out. And then they had this T-shaped little hand controller. So uh, it controlled the four drive motors, two steering motors, and the brakes. And so you basically, uh, if you, it's almost like a, a video game at the arcade. You move the stick forward, you go forward. You move it left and right, you turn left and right, pulling backwards, brakes. So it's just like a joystick. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, that's space age. Yeah, and then if you um, if you want to go in reverse, you could just flip this switch, and instead of the brakes, when you pull back, it would put you in reverse. How do you fire the laser cannons? <laughs> so that was a little later. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, shockingly, as they're making these rovers, they went over budget. Oh, is that right? <laughs> so we're um, in the I'm 70s. So <laughs> we're in the 70s, and they had a final cost of $38 million, um, which was kind of what NASA thought originally was going to. It was going to cost, but then they tried to scale it back a little bit. It didn't work. Um, <laughs>
0: we think it's going to cost $38 million, but they'll never go for that. So let's just tell them
1: it's going to take right. $15. it will be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> and they, they got four lunar rovers out of it, which is nice. So they had um, one each for Apollo missions, 15, 16, and 17. And then they had one for spare parts. So these yeah. are these are Later. all in the 60s
0: and 70s. These This l- is all
1: 70s, basically. Okay. So Apollo 15 was the, the lunar roving vehicle one, so so that guy went out and it was Boeing built, Boeing built all of these, which is kind of cool. So this sucker deployed, um, in July, 1971. And it, it was about, um, it could go about six miles per hour. Hold on, hold on to your hats. Hold on. Wow. And it got used for three separate lunar excursions, which is cool. So the astronauts, David Scott and James Irwin, um, landed, on the moon with it and they did all it's good stuff. Um, they had to just kind of like set it up, it took them about 45 minutes to get everything unloaded and unfolded and ready right to go. It's great. So they went on the, on, I guess on their first off road trip, it wouldn't steer the front wheels wouldn't steer, but the rear wheels would. Oh, that's, that's confusing driving right there, but they still went three miles at six miles per hour. It took them a while.
0: You know, if you can, they should have just drove the thing in reverse if it's got the same speed. And <laughs> <laughs> and then you got front wheel steering.
1: Um, that's that's the topic for a different podcast. Um, so after this initial run, they were like, mm, you know what, we should probably not go any further than is safe for just in case the sucker bites the dust that we can't walk back. That sounds like a good To the plan. base. Like, do we have enough oxygen? So that was pretty cool. So they, they decided this was about six miles. Um, so I guess they discovered on the second, the second run that fish tailing on the moon surface was super easy. <laughs> so it would just go, um, and then on the third trip, they got up to this slope at the base of this Hadley Delta mountain, and so they got out and they're getting ready to do their stuff. Well, the rover starts sliding downhill. Oh no! And he was just able to grab it with one hand. Just stop it. This is great. Do you think
0: they named these rovers like I mean, the astronauts? Well, this one gave was number
1: one. I was looking for their nicknames. I couldn't find them. Like I bet you they have them. Kirby they're just secrets
0: or something just like secret, that. Yeah. Secret.
1: So the second, the second lunar rover vehicle was number two. Moon it pie. went out. It went out for Apollo 16, and the the design was already sound, so they didn't have to do anything different to it, um, except maybe fix the front steering. Yeah, well, they, they, the only functional upgrade they did was easier to use seatbelts. Oh, okay. So this guy um, landed on Apollo 16 in April 1972, and the astronauts were John Young and Charles Duke. So they again had three separate journeys. Um, they these are the guys that they were kind of involved with developing the full thing. So they did the T-handle like steering mode, which is kind of cool. Um, so <laughs> these are the guys that have all the famous photos of like the house rock and all of those huge huge rocks and you know little tiny astronaut huge huge rock so shadow rock and house rock um and apparently during the three trips they picked up more than 200 pounds of rocks you have to love rocks if you live in nasa or you work for nasa all right so third one These guys are kind of cool. So December nineteen seventy two. So this is like boom, boom, boom. It's Mm -hmm. like every six months we're popping somebody else up. So we got lunar roving vehicle number three for Apollo seventeen. Now, mm -hmm. like you said, though they just keep leaving them up there, right? Right. They can't. They can't bring them home. (laughs) So, okay. So, and, and they don't, I mean, they want to leave them for as long as possible because they do collect data, and I think i talk about that later. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they keep sending pictures, and they keep, you know, kind of measuring they need atmospheric to, changes and things like that. They need to have uh, old Elon Musk just build a charging station up there. Ew. <laughs> um, so the astronauts were Harrison Schmidt and Gene Cernan, and they found out... this is uh, this is really bad so he's walking um Cernan was walking kind of around the front of the rover and his space suit the hammer pocket like grabbed the front sort of fender and just ripped it right off oh no so A was he like he's losing air then no 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 ripped the fender off not his suit pocket oh okay so ripped the fender right off but yeah I know I was like oh my gosh how's your suit suit was fine But now we don't have fenders to cover the wheels. So that really fine moon dust surface is just flying everywhere. So they couldn't see when they're driving. The vehicle, so they get um, they they were trying to use duct tape to make a little fender. Of course,
0: they tried to use duct tape because that's what everyone on the planet uses to hold their cars together, and on the moon
1: too. And it wouldn't work because all the dust in the all the dust just kept the tape from sticking. So they had to bring it into the base to actually, you oh know, my do God, it.
0: That's so amazing I wish. that astronauts <laughs> brought duct tape to space because of course they did.
1: Yeah. So, uh, these guys got the fastest speed, greatest distance. So they were coming down a steep hill Wait, and now, they hit. They're racing on the moon? Well, they didn't mean to, they're coming down a hill. Oh, they, they, oh, they kind of meant to. they have sure meant to. These are, these are men. Top speed. <laughs> <laughs> my moon rover goes faster than yours. 10 miles per hour, baby. No. Yeah. Um, so and the longest journey that they were able to do was 12.5 miles. And their full distance was 22.3 miles. That's, that's a decent amount of, I mean, in the 70s. So these guys were like the most adventurous. So they were going all over the place. But what they were smart enough to do, or lucky enough, I don't know. The one thing that they kept trying to do with these vehicles for the second one is they tried to position it so that the camera, when the the spaceship returns to Earth, that the camera would film the takeoff. Okay. But Apollo 16 failed horribly. The (laughs) camera was like, not even. (laughs) Right? (laughs) But you get this really cool um, restart and ascent of NASA's final moon liftoff. So the final spaceship that went to the moon this rover was able to catch it. So that was cool. So the, the first vehicle total distance was 17.25 miles, and the longest single journey it did was 7.75 miles. And the second one is about the same. The third one was, you know, the best one. They were super adventurous and went real far. So then that was our last one for the U.S., but the Soviets, they're not done. So they get the Lunokhod two. Okay. Okay. January 1973. So this was their last rover. They sent them there, and it's again remote controlled. From Earth. From Earth. So it's eight wheels, uh, packed with cameras and sensors. It's got an internal nuclear heater. Smart so it can survive those crazy the cold nights. temperatures. Yeah. yeah.
0: And he's on a seek and destroy mission to blow up all those American uh, lunar modules that we left up there, right? Right.
1: <laughs> so there's no real atmosphere or no sufficient atmosphere on the moon to trap any sunlight. So the bottoms of all those dark craters that never get sunlight are, they say, as close to absolute zero as any place in space. So that's cold. Okay. So it's got to be like just like frozen rock then, right? Slippery. Yeah. So even in these conditions, the Lunacod two also ran for about four months, which is really good. Wow. At that point, it was speculated that it overheated because of the moon dust clogging some of its mechanics. So um, when it went down, it had a reflector antenna that everybody could see from Earth. Like, if you knew where to look, you could find oh, its no little kidding. reflector yeah that's pretty cool so uh like the uh, they would reflect a laser off of it to find it
0: oh yeah then we see we watched that in like the big one of the big bang uh, theory shows right they did that was that the same um little reflection device bounced the if you of that show i guess <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so they it kind of helps them monitor you know different things like track its exact distance from earth the speed the orbit and it um, proves there's a moon yeah, in case you can't it see. It prove at it. Night or the so day. the the Lunacod two did about twenty miles. Uh, it sent out all kinds of information, video, photographs, all of that. Um, and so I guess the final observation was a view of the fo- Fossa recta trench inside the Sea of Serenity. Aww. Aww. So now we're going to go to a different country. We've got China, which is super cool. Um they made a rover called the Yutu, which in Chinese means Jade Rabbit, because of course they have to have something cool to call it.
0: That's much better than Moonlander
1: One. <laughs> <laughs> Lunar rover. Lunar rover. Roving vehicle one. Um so this I'm gonna butcher this and I apologize horribly, but uh the Chinese had a Chang three mission. And this was part of that. So it actually got launched in December of 2013. And then, so on the 1st of December, 2013, landed on the surface 14 December. It took them two weeks to get there. Isn't that wild? I didn't know that, but okay.
0: I guess I never really thought about it.
1: So this was the first soft landing on the moon since 1976. Okay. So this was a big deal. Um, I just thought of a something that I'll remind me to fix a thing later. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, so, uh, it encountered a bunch of operational d- difficulties during the end of the second lunar day. Um, so it had, it's, Oh, Hey, the lunar night, 14 days.
0: Fourteen the lunar days night is, 14 is how long? Days. Fourteen. There you go. Yeah. Oh
1: my goodness. So it, it got that first lunar night and it did great, but then afterwards it was unable to move. <laughs> Aww. But it was still able to get all that really good information. And for a long time afterward. So it landed fourteen December two thousand thirteen. And in October twenty fifteen, it set the record for the longest operational period for a rover. And then it kept going until July 31st, 2016. And then it ceased. 31 months that guy was up there. Good for that little,
0: what was it, Jade? the Jade? The
1: Jade Rabbit. The
0: Jade Rabbit. You too. See, this is why you name your car Cool Things. Is right. because it Cause respects
1: you and <laughs> it will last longer for you. It goes above and beyond It will not let rabbit. you down. Yeah. So its expected lifespan was only three months. That's like 10 times its expected lifespan. Crazy. Um, and that guy, he didn't do so good. He uh, was able to travel just a distance of 114 meters. Wah, wah. But you know, <laughs> he lived for a lot longer. Yes, it's he fine. did. Um, so now we have the Indian Space Research Organization. They send up a rover, and I'm really going to mess this up the Chandrayaan 2, and it's the pra- Pragyan. I'm sorry. Sanskrit. I don't know Sanskrit. Um, but it means wisdom. That's a cool name for a rover.
0: All right. So we got to expect this one will be reliable and long lasting too, then. So
1: this thing launched on July of 19, nope, 2019. 2019. And unfortunately, the Prague Yen, I didn't say that right, but it tried. I'm trying. That's for okay. trying um it was destroyed along with its lander the vikram oh, when it no. crash landed in september it never Poor got the guy chance. didn't even get a chance didn't even get a chance to deploy so we don't know what he would have done all what right, a I'm, bummer i know it's a big bummer um so i was going to go back because i think i screwed up the timeline with the russian and the and the um oh maybe i didn't all right cool <laughs> i'm good <laughs> i'm fine everyone might cut that. Okay. <laughs> he's uh, not gonna. <laughs> he's not gonna. Currently, um, the u 2 that's just fun to say. u 2 So that's the... u 2 u 2 Not the band. <laughs> the rover. Um, it, this is the, the Chang-4 Chinese mission. So they launched on December 7th, 2018. They landed and deployed their rover, the U-2-2, and it was on the far side of the moon. Pink Floyd. Would be proud. You just, you called it. <laughs> um, so that, he landed, the u 2 landed on January 3rd, 2019. And this is the first rover that ever operated on the far side.
0: Which got to be pretty cold, right? All uh, right.
1: Yes. The last time I was there, I definitely <laughs> needed you need,
0: mittens. You needed your
1: jacket. And- I wanted mittens. So in December 2019 just before COVID decided to, you know, really be disgusting. Rock our world. Um, the U-22 broke the lunar longevity record, which was previously held by the Lukenhold 1 from the Soviet Union. Um, so it operated for on the lunar surface for 11 lunar days, which is 321 Earth days. Wow. And it went about 6.55 miles, which is pretty good for an unmanned yeah, that and was there? Almost, lasted almost a whole year. Mm-hmm. And I think he's still there. Like he's still there doing stuff. Well, they're all still there. I know, but this guy is still just waiting doing stuff. So this I thought was you know. <laughs> So, there's what's really interesting. You can go see how many are in the in the pipeline. I was like, yeah, let's see what's in the future. Seriously, there's like 25 projects for all different countries. It's really cool. For lunar rovers? For rovers, yeah. And, of course, we've got them going to Mars now, too. Right, and that's a, a big deal. Oh, I know. Yeah, Mars is a whole other thing. Cause Those that, guys. That one's been there for a
0: while. And it's got its own Twitter feed, man. Well. <laughs>
1: Them's the time we live in. I got to tell you this, though. In case you needed to hear something so bougie, it's just not even funny. I don't know <laughs> if it's bougie, but... Ooh, I, love my, I love me some bourgeoisie. So Russia, I don't know if you know this, but Russia was formerly the Soviet Union. Yes, they were. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess they were having a little financial strife. And they have auctioned off, you know, several of its space program items. And you can, you know, buy some of this stuff. Wait, wait.
0: Are you about to tell me?
1: I, why that- don't you wait for it? Oh, that you could buy? I
0: could buy my own lunar rover?
1: You can't. <laughs> um, Richard A. Garriott purchased the title to the Lunak Hold 2 and the Luna 21, which carried that rover to the moon. So they're sitting there on the moon. And he owns them. He paid sixty-eight thousand dollars and five hundred sixty-eight thousand five hundred dollars in the early nineteen nineties. He he owns crap on the moon. How is he gonna get them? I I don't know that you ever get them. He just just, gets to say, Hey baby, look at my rover. It's just a party trick.
0: Hey, hey, guess what? Yeah. I own stuff on the moon. I
1: own stuff on the moon. I, oh. I could name a star after you, but I have a lunar rover. <laughs> I mean, but that's pretty cool, right? I, I think it's interesting how they get that to work with like no gravity and the conditions is nutty. Well, and
0: I do also love that uh, the pursuit of better lunar rovers is also increased power, more speed more distance, uh, 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 exactly uh, the way it should be. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, if you're, if this stuff is pretty cool to you, um, it's, it's, we'll put some pictures up on our Instagram feed, which will be nice, but also you can kind of compare and contrast to what's going out there today, which they're, the, these other lunar rovers are like huge, like the first Soviet Union one, the Lunokhod, Luke. Luna Code, I can, L-U-N-A-K-H-O-D, Luna Code. Luna Code. One. That thing was ginormous. And now, look at the Mars rover. He's ittle bittle.
0: I mean, really. Well, I mean, he's not really designed to carry, carry humans to and to the Starbucks. Well, no, back. either
1: was the Luna Code One. It was remote controlled from
0: Earth. I know, We well, always picture, I think it was from an MTV ad or something with the two... Uh, astronauts in a dune bug looking thing. Oh, no, no, no. no. That's what they look like.
1: Wait till you see these pictures. You're going to love them.
0: Oh, cool. That's what I'm looking forward to then.
1: So that's it. That's what I've got. Cool, spacey 70s stuff. Yeah.
0: What a great program it was today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to
1: us. Thanks for having me. This has been a real pleasure.
0: (laughs) We'll see if we can get you on next time, too. How about that? (laughs) I quit.
1: I quit this racket.
0: Oh, find us on Twitter, at auto. That's S-C-H-O-E-N,
1: auto.com. Instagram.
0: Instagram, yep, find Facebooks. us. Facebook, Twitter. Our website, www.schoenauto.com. And don't forget, you can rate us. You and can you do that. you should.
1: You should. You're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to look better. And your skin will glow just from doing that.
0: I think it buys you an extra year of life, too. Mm-hmm. Totally. And on that note, until next time,
1: have a great week. Day.
0: Bye. Days of hassle Hall.